Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, this is Rabbi Joshua Heller, Senior Rabbi of Congregation B'nai Torah in Sandy Springs, Georgia, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Today we're studying Tractate Chagiga, Daf Yud Bet, Amud Aleph and Bet. We learned yesterday that some areas of study should not be taught in a large lecture or even a seminar, but only with at most two students or maybe even only one. Now, most of these restricted areas are related to realms of esoteric mystical knowledge. The Mishnah is concerned with the possibility that these realms of knowledge might be dangerous, studying the mystical nature of the world or the mystical nature of God. Now, today, these areas might be classified in Jewish thought as Kabbalah. Now, the word Kabbalah literally means that which was transmitted. And the idea is that these concepts were passed down master to student through the generations and were not necessarily appropriate for the masses. Now, in contrast, today, many people are studying Kabbalah as a genre of self-improvement literature. There are Kabbalah centers, Kabbalah and cocktails, classes on the Kabbalah of you, the Kabbalah of money, the Kabbalah of relationships. Now, of course... Not everything that is called Kabbalah is really Kabbalah. After all, not everything in a spray can that says cheese is really actual cheese either. It may be designed for mass consumption, and it may taste good at first, but you have to wonder about its nutritional value in the long term. Now, the daf that we're looking at today focuses on Ma'aseb Reshit, the nature of creation and the cosmology of the physical world. However, since the Mishnah itself warned not to teach these concepts to more than one person at a time, and there are hundreds who are listening to this podcast, perhaps it would be best if I just stopped here for today, and we picked up these podcasts again on Tafdet Zayin, when the next Mishnah will pick up discussing the roles of sacrifices. Thanks. This has been Daily Daf Differently. See you in four days. All right, since you're still listening, I guess we can go on, as long as you promise to listen to this podcast alone. Ma'aseh Bereshit, described on this stuff, literally means the act of creation, the study of cosmology. And based on what follows, we can understand that it means interpretations of the first chapter of Genesis. What are the methods, means, and materials that God used to create the world? What deeper reality underlies our physical world. What's heaven like? Now, it's worth noting that while we tend to glom all of them together under the catch-all of Kabbalah, there are actually a number of different genres and historical threads within Jewish mystical thought and literature, and this daf actually reads like a greatest hits of some of those key concepts, genres, and methods of mystical interpretation. So, for example, 
we are given a physical description of Adam, the first man, as towering from earth to heaven, and then later on, of divine creatures of unimaginable proportions spanning these distances as well. Now, these themes run through a number of the earliest Jewish mystical texts, including one called Shi'ur Koma, literally the measurement of height. These texts include descriptions of divine beings as having a physical body with extraordinary physical measurements. Now, one can certainly understand the danger of misinterpreting these teachings and concluding that God does indeed have a physical form. And in fact, while some scholars see these themes as predating the Gemara and reflecting a very early threat in Jewish mysticism, Maimonides is so concerned by the anthropomorphism of this type of mysticism that he declared Shi'ur Koma to be a heretical forgery. We also see a reference to the Or Haganus, that the original light of creation was something beyond regular light and was put away until the Messianic era replaced with regular light. The whole idea of the shattered vessels that's essential to Lurianic Kabbalah comes out of this idea of light that is too great to bear. This dafa also gives us the kinds of wordplay that one sees reach their highest form in the Zohar. So, for example, in Hebrew, the heavens are shamayim, and we break that word down into two words, sham, there, maim, water. Shamayim, there is water. We also see a reference to the sephirotic system, the idea that there are ten channels called sephirot, which provide different methods of access to the divine, or different attributes, if you will, of God. And there's a very specific pattern of organization and connections among these different channels. And indeed, these channels, these sefirot, are a very important driving theme in much of more contemporary popular Kabbalah. Now, this idea of ten sefirot is found in a primitive way in Sefer Yitzirah, a mystical text that may well be contemporary with the Mishnah, and is further elaborated in later texts, including Sefer HaBahir and the Zohar as well. And of course, misinterpreting these teachings could lead to many types of polytheism or idolatry by seeing these sefirot as separate divinities. This daf also includes a lot of attention to the seven different levels of heaven and the various supernatural beings and activities that one might encounter along the way traveling through these heavens. Now this theme bridges the gap between Ma'aseb Reshit, the structure of the physical world, and Ma'aseb Merkava, the study of the divine realms that we will be looking at in our daf tomorrow. This theme of traveling through the heavens is already well developed in very early Jewish mystical literature. It really gets its start in Ezekiel and Daniel, and by the time of the Dead Sea Scrolls, it is in full swing. And indeed, um, there is a whole genre of early Jewish mysticism called the Hechalot literature that explores these types of journeys in great depth. I also want to point out that in our own day, there is some interest in exploring these teachings in light of contemporary physics and cosmology. So, for example, we read in our daf that Rav Yehuda said, when God created the world, it was continually widening, like two skeins of thread, until God rebuked it and made it stop. Now, that doesn't sound nearly so strange when you consider that contemporary physicists 
talk about the Big Bang of an expanding universe and the idea that the entire world and all of the particles that make it up are in fact three-dimensional manifestations of vibrating 10 and 26 dimensional strings. Now, it's not reasonable for me to attempt to summarize all of Jewish mysticism in just one podcast, but perhaps I've been successful in showing just how varied the themes and subgenres are and how this one daf really includes an incredible entry point into the vast literature of Jewish mysticism. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.